Hey everybody and welcome to a special bonus episode of My Sentiments Exactly. My name is Kay and I'm your host. For those who may not know, October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, something very dear to my heart as I lost my only biological aunt, Justinia Jones Mack, to breast cancer in 2015. I'm so excited to have a special guest, Tiffany, with me on the show to help bring awareness. MSE Podcast is dedicated to talking about the hard stuff and facilitating the conversations necessary for growth, healing, transformation, and genuine community. Now it's your turn. My hope is that you finish this episode feeling empowered to continue the conversation with those around you. One way you can do that is by purchasing the MSE Podcast Conversation Starters Deck available at bygracenp.com. May these cards inspire you to speak out and be heard, and may you be authentically embraced for the uniqueness of your journey. (laughs) All right. So Tiffany, what age were you when you were diagnosed with breast cancer? So I was 26. Um, when wow. I was diagnosed with breast cancer, I um, was a newlywed. I got married in April of 2010 and um, was diagnosed on August 23rd of 2010. So okay. I had only been married for a couple months, and all this happened, and it was craziness. Um, but, yeah, I was very young when I got diagnosed. Yeah, I think before I'm looking into, you know, bringing awareness um, this month, I had noticed a few posts about how breast cancer affects young women. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think a lot of times people think that, you know, it's only once you reach a certain age. Right. um, Right. You know, in your 40s or. Right. um, So I definitely found that interesting because I had never. Um, heard about, you know, breast cancer affecting young women. Um, so, you know, before you share your story, um, can you, like, shed some light on maybe some things that you found out um, being a young woman? Yes. I think that um, that's one of the biggest misconceptions with um, breast cancer is, well, one, you know, um, it also does affect men, um, but I think the biggest misconception is that you have to be an older woman um, to be um, affected by a diagnosis of breast cancer. And um, more and more as of late, there have been just so many younger women who are getting diagnosed with this disease in various stages, um, mm-hmm. in various various stages of life, um, you know, and it, it affects you differently when you're young. You yeah. Know, I, was a, I was a newlywed. Um, yeah. Yeah. I didn't have any kids yet. And, you know, that's something you have to think about. um, Most definitely. As well, you know, if you're going to be able to preserve your facility after your treatment options and things like that. And, you know, when you're an older woman, you've already, you know, experienced it. And it's not saying that, you know, it doesn't make it any less of a situation to be diagnosed with it older versus younger. But there's just a whole different set of things that you don't think about 
Um, yeah, that's true. You know, as a, as a young woman, you know, that you, you're not thinking about you have to plan out these things for your life. It's just, yeah. you know, just not something that you think about. So um, that was the, the biggest misconception, I feel like. Um, also, okay. I had no family history of breast cancer either. Wow. Um, I think that, um, you know, wow. the gene is, you know, what's automatically going to, you know, have you have that breast cancer diagnosis, but I have absolutely no family history. Of wow. Um, and that's something that's becoming more and more prevalent as well. So wow. um, definitely, definitely be diligent with your health and checking yourself. And, you know, if something doesn't feel right, doesn't seem right, get it checked because you just never know. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's so true. Do you mind um, sharing you know, just a little bit of your story, um, just sure. uh, your journey with, with breast cancer. Yes. So I, like I said, was diagnosed when I was 26. Um, I was doing a self-exam in the shower because I was pretty good at doing my self-exams. I did them most months. Um, but I, was doing <laughs> a, I was doing a self-exam in the shower and found a lump um, in my right breast. And Immediately, because I was young, I was healthy, I was in, I was in shape. I, you know, there was no reason for me to think that it was anything um, cancer related. I immediately was like, oh, you know, it's probably just a cyst. You know, it's nothing, no big deal. Um, and I initially kind of just wrote it off and uh-huh. about my day. Um, and then the next week in the shower, I felt it again, and I said, oh you know, maybe I should actually mention this to my doctor and, you know, just get a check to be sure, make sure it's nothing serious. Um, mm-hmm. I think I had a conversation with my mom about it um, um, because we just, my family, women just had lots of this in our family. Okay. She said, oh, you know, it's probably bad. It's no big deal. But yeah, I would go get it checked. So I went to my doctor um, and she did an exam. And thought the same thing. Oh, yeah, you know, it's nothing. You're healthy. It feels like a cyst to me. I'm going to refer you to a breast surgeon just to make sure because we do want to make sure that it's nothing. Um, and I went to a breast surgeon, got it biopsied. Even the breast surgeon was like, oh, yeah, girl, this is nothing. Like, you're fine. Like, wow. I'm pathology, but I'm sure this is no big deal. Um, and then I went back for the follow-up. And immediately should have known that something was wrong because she asked me, um, one, if I was by myself, which my mom was with me. Um, oh. But she asked me if I was by myself and asked me if I was going to work that day. And I said, no, I'm off. Um, and then wow. she sat down and told me that it was breast cancer. Wow. Um, and I was completely taken aback, completely caught off guard. Sure, yeah. Um, everything in my world just stopped right then and you know you never expect to hear someone tell you those words you have cancer yeah. um, and so that started my journey I um, from that point went to see an oncologist and we formulated our plan of attack and I did um, six rounds of chemotherapy okay and um, I had a port place and all of that for my chemo after I was finished with the chemo, then I had surgery done. I had um, a bilateral mastectomy, which means I had both of my breasts removed. Okay. Um, and I chose that, that route for myself mainly because um, of my age. Okay. Um, 
being so young, I was terrified of the cancer maybe coming back at some point. Got you. Um, and so I made a decision to just go ahead and remove both my breasts because that's what was going to give me peace of mind for that point gotcha. in my life. Um, so I had that surgery and then had a few surgeries after that for um, implant placements and exchanges and things like that. Um, and then the rest of my treatment I had to do um, like an immunotherapy for a year through my court, and I also started taking anti-hormone medication, which put me into like a drug-induced menopause, um, okay. and did that for years and was fine. Um, with me being young and married, I had had several conversations with my oncologist about the possibility of trying to have children. Mm-hmm. Um, so in 2014, I, or at the end of 2013, I stopped taking my hormone medication, and with my doctor's blessing, I got pregnant the next year with my first daughter. Okay. And um, had her, was fine, went back on my medication, and did the same thing again in the end of 2016, and got pregnant the next year with my second daughter. Um, okay. So I was completely healthy, had two completely healthy pregnancies. Um, no issues, was in remission for about eight years. Yeah, about eight years. Wow. No um, and then in 2018, after I had my second daughter, I, it was the wintertime, it was flu season, my kids were sick, I was sick, everybody was sick. And um, I have asthma. And so I usually in the wintertime will get, like, respiratory infections pretty bad at least, like, once a winter. And I had this respiratory infection that I just could not shake. I was going back and forth to the doctor, and I just knew something was wrong. I just couldn't figure out what was wrong. Got it. And so we had had several steroid injections, lots of albuterol treatments and all these things, and nothing was working. Um, And I had asked my doctor for an x-ray of my chest Mm -hmm. because I just said I feel like we need to see what's going on inside and he was very hesitant and did not want to order the x-ray didn't think it was necessary okay wow so I decided to go see a different doctor um I went to see my my allergist and got him to order an x-ray because I just knew something was wrong Got you. Um, so I had the x-ray done, and it showed that my right lung was completely full of fluid. Wow. That's why I was having such issues with breathing and all the going on, and nothing was working. Um, so I ended up having to go have a procedure done at the hospital to have it drained. And then um, the fluid they removed, they sent off for pathology to see what was causing it to accumulate on my lungs. Mm-hmm. And it turns out it was the breast cancer again. Wow. Okay. So now we are at present day. Um, they sent off the pathology and found out that it was a breast cancer that was causing the fluid in my lung. And I had a tumor that was in my lung um, wow. that was causing the fluid. So, basically, um, the type of breast cancer that I was originally diagnosed with um, is what we'll call a triple positive. 
Okay. Um, and so it was hormone positive as well as um, her two new positive, which is like a genetic mutation. Um, and when it's an overgrowth of that, her two new, that kind of just feeds breast cancer. Um, yeah. So that her two new gene can be kind of aggressive. And so if you are diagnosed with that, there is a likelihood that you could have a recurrence at some point in your life. Okay. Um, pretty much what happened with me. Um, so I ended up having some scans done, and um, they diagnosed me with metastatic breast cancer, which is basically stage four breast cancer. Um, wow. Okay. There's no cure. Um, okay. The cancer was found in my lungs in my bones, mainly my hips and my spine, and my liver is where it was initially found. Um, so I started back with chemotherapy again. I was doing weekly chemotherapy for 16 weeks. Um, no surgeries or anything this time. We just did everything okay. through chemotherapy. My uh, lung, I had to have a drain placed where I could get the fluid to, I was draining the fluid myself at home. Um, because it kept accumulating, and so I was having issues breathing. Um, but eventually, I got that removed. That tumor is completely gone now with the chemotherapy. Okay. The tumor, my liver is completely gone now with the chemotherapy, and the spots in my bone are completely stable. So um, I'm doing well. Okay, I great. A little, a little setback a couple weeks ago. I found out I had um, some spots on my brain. Um, okay. That just popped up recently, but we are treating those as well. Just had some radiation to those spots, and I'm doing well after that too. So, I am here. I am alive, and I am fighting. Yes, and, I am. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to keep fighting. So, but that's that's my story and a gist. That's where we are today with me. Okay. Well, that's thanks for sharing that. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. Um, and I'm glad to hear that you're you know, you're doing well. Yeah. Um, I know you had mentioned, um, well, you know, we already talked about the, the misconceptions. Were there mm -hmm. any others that you came across? If not, it's okay. Um, I think I, one thing that I hear people say, um, mm -hmm. which I don't know why people would say that, but I hear people <laughs> say time, uh, oh, you know, breast cancer, that's a good cancer. And I'm what? like, no, no. There's... I have never heard that. <laughs> Oh, yes. And I think what people mean wow. when they say that is because people, you know, it is a very treatable cancer. And, you know, lots yeah, of but it's a healthy life, you know, after a diagnosis with it. But, um, you know, that just kind of, <laughs> no, there's no such thing as a healthy cancer. Um, but that would be one, this, one, one thing that people say that I'm like, that's kind of, just not yeah, true. I've it's never heard it through at all. At all. That's just horrible. Yeah. <laughs> I've I've honestly never heard that before. So that's very interesting. Oh, well, I, hear, I, hear I don't know why anyone would Okay. Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> um, is there anything People mean um, well, but you know. <laughs> yeah, but I mean with that, I just don't even really know why you would even yeah. <laughs> how you could even mean well with that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, what do you feel is the most important um, for you um, when it comes to bringing awareness about breast cancer? Um, kind of, you know, like what I was saying before, 
if you feel that something's wrong, you need to go get it checked because, um, I mean, with that being said, my other comment about people saying it's a good cancer, Mm -hmm. it's very treatable. So if you can find, you know, whatever your issue is early, there's lots of treatment options. I mean, it's amazing the amount of treatment options that are available now that weren't even available when I was first diagnosed a few years ago. Wow, okay. So, I mean, it, it, it is a very treatable cancer, um, and you can live a full life, you know, after a yeah. diagnosis. And even, even with my diagnosis of metastatic breast cancer, I mean, I still even have lots of treatment options. I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm still here thriving. So, you know, just be your own advocate. And if you feel like something's wrong, you need to get it checked out. If you feel like your doctor's not listening to you, you go find someone else. If you feel yeah. like, you know, whatever treatment option you're, you're going through isn't working for you, do your research, find something else. You know your body better than anybody else. You only have one body. You've mm-hmm. got to take care of it. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's so true. Um, what advice would you give to women who have been diagnosed? Um, the biggest thing I would say, um, with the cancer diagnosis, you know, people automatically think about the physical aspect of mm-hmm. what you are going to, you know, what you go through and what you experience, you know, with the chemotherapy, you lose your hair, you know, yeah. you, you may have weight loss or weight gain, acne, different things like that. A lot of physical things, you, you know, if you, you lose your breath, things like that. But mm-hmm. there's so much of a cancer diagnosis that is mental. And it's very easy for you to just lose your way and lose who you are. And, you know, the biggest thing is staying focused and staying grounded. For me, what keeps me on my path is my faith and my family. So find what it is that makes you you and that motivates you. And keeps you in a positive place because that's what you're going to need. You need that positivity more than anything because you're not going to get through this diagnosis without being focused and positive on something. Yeah, yeah, that's that's um, that's good advice. Um, what would you say is the biggest lesson that you've learned along the way? Which you know, not losing yourself is is very important, mm-hmm. and I I, mm-hmm. I can see how you know, a lot of the attention is put on the physical changes um, and, you know, being so engrossed with that, that you, you know, lose yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I can definitely see that. Um, But what would you say is the biggest lesson or is that the biggest lesson that you've learned? Well, that, that would be one lesson. Another lesson I would say is, you know, as women, we are so used to trying to do everything and take care of everybody yeah and you know with this you've kind of got to let people take care of you so if you've got friends and you've got family around who are able to help you you know even if it's just bringing a meal or helping you clean your house one day or you know just take time for yourself and let people help you I had to learn to let people help me (laughs) yeah I'm sure (laughs) I'm a nurse by profession and so I am used to taking care of everybody else Wow, and doing for everybody else. So it's hard for me to take a step back and say, okay, let me let someone else help me. Yeah. So, you know, take some time for yourself and let people help you. Um, yeah. What would you say um, 
for those that have been diagnosed that, you know, are married, have children, um, is there, you know, specific advice you would give to them um, in regards to, like, the family dynamics? So my kids are very young. They are one and four. So mm-hmm. they don't really understand um, yeah. what's going on with me, with their mom. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I tell them, you know, mommy has to go to the doctor. You know, mommy was sick. This, you know, they came to see me in the hospital when I was in the hospital. But, you know, okay. they don't know. So um, it's hard for me to say. Like, I don't, I haven't been in that situation where I would have to explain to, yeah. like, older kids, like, what's going on. Obviously, you do need to, you know, tell them what's happening. Um, because mm-hmm. kids know, regardless, even though mine are, are babies, they still know, like, yeah. if they see a Band-Aid on my porch, like, they're like, oh, boo-boo, like, doctor, like, they they know something. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. um, obviously, okay. have that discussion. It's, 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 I'm sure it's not going to be a very easy discussion. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, you know, definitely. definitely. My husband, you know, he obviously is just my rock and there yeah. and forth with and. I check in. I that's what I try to do with him is just check in with him and okay. see how, he feels, how he's dealing with things mentally because you know I, it's hard for yourself yeah. too to see you know what's going on with you. So just keep those lines of communication open is what I would yeah. say, um, and just check on each other and make sure everyone's okay. Yeah, yeah, that's that's really good. How can family and friends um, best support loved ones? Um, and even the cause itself. I know there are a lot of foundations and stuff. But mm-hmm. being, being someone that has actually gone through it, how can how can we support? Well, usually um, most major cities have um, local organizations that help women with breast cancer. Um, so I would first of all start with your local organizations because they're going to be the ones okay. that benefit you know where you live the most. Um, because they, you know, can do things as far as, like, giving meals to women, rides to doctor's appointments and different things like that. So I would start with researching your local organizations first. Um, but then it's, there's also, you know, the uh, big 5Ks and all, mm-hmm. those, all those walks. Just basically just research what you're putting your money towards. Um, okay. Because, yeah. you know, in October, there's pink everywhere. Oh, yeah. And, and, you know, people automatically assume that, you know, it says it's going for this breast cancer thing and blah, blah, blah. But just research yeah. what, what, you're, what you're actually giving your money towards. Yeah. Um, to some causes a little better. I think the local organizations are a good place to start for okay. most people. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, is there anything else that you wanted to share as it relates to um, breast cancer awareness? Um, I really just wanted to have a space for us to, you know, just talk about this, but also hear from people that have experienced it firsthand. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think, you know, it's good to, you know, try to help in whatever way you can. But if we can find out specific ways rather than just assuming, um, you know, I definitely want to do that. So is there anything else that you feel is necessary to talk about in regards to breast cancer awareness? I think just having this discussion at all is yeah. is perfect. Um, I think that a lot of times, you know, 
things like this are taboo. Like people don't want to talk about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, exactly. So just having that dialogue open in general and getting people thinking and and you know just making sure, like I said, that you are taking care of yourself and yeah. advocating for your own health and um, all of that. I think is just what we need as women. Yeah. Um, and men. I'm not going to leave out the Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, with this disease. So mm-hmm. I think just not being afraid to talk about it. And, yeah. You know? Yeah. One from there. Yeah, that's, that's so true. So where can um, we find you on social media? So I am on Instagram. My Instagram handle is tiffy626, T-I-F-F-E-626. And that's where you'll find me. All right. Well, thank you so much. I really want to thank you um, for being willing to share your story. Um, I definitely wanted to have um, some guests on the show to talk about it, you know, but it's not, it's definitely not an easy thing to talk about, like you were saying. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it's really taboo. So, you know, I kind of felt intimidated a little bit at first, you know, reaching (laughs) out to different people Uh um, because I wanted my heart to be conveyed. that I wanted to use this platform to spread awareness and to help um, and to, you know, those that felt comfortable sharing their story, you know, it's, I just want to provide that platform um, for, for well, I appreciate, so I appreciate you coming yes. on and, you know, just sharing everything that you shared. I really feel like it'll help a lot of people. Well, thank you for allowing me to do that. Yeah, no problem at all. So thank you to everyone for tuning in and make sure that you connect with Tiffany on social media. Did you enjoy this episode? I'd love for you to continue the conversation with those around you. One way you can do that is by purchasing the MSE podcast conversation starter stick available at bygracenp.com. Be sure to leave a review on one of MSE's listening platforms, share with a friend, and join the My Sentiments Exactly podcast community on social media at MSE Podcast. The podcast is available for listening on all major streaming platforms, bygracenp.com, and on my mobile app. Hope to hear from you soon.